we are convinced that the apparition is supernatural and from God. Our conviction is based on the testimony of Bernadette and above all on the events which have occurred since and which can only be explained by divine intervention. The testimony of Bernadette is of great importance in itself, but it derives entirely new force, we would say, its fulfilment from the marvellous deeds which have been performed since the first event. If the tree is to be judged by its fruit, we can say that the apparition described by the young girl is supernatural and divine, for the effects it has produced are supernatural and divine. What is the power which has produced them? Is it the power of the natural organism itself? Science consulted on this matter has replied in the negative. These cures then are the work of God, but they are connected with the apparition. She is the starting point of them all. She has inspired the confidence of the sick. There is therefore a close link between the cures and the apparition. The apparition is from God because the cures bear the stamp of the divine. What comes from God is truth. Consequently, the apparition who calls herself the Immaculate Conception, whom Bernadette has seen and heard, is none other than the Most Blessed Virgin. We judge that Mary, the Immaculate Mother of God, did truly appear to Bernadette Subaru on the 11th of February, 1858, and on subsequent days, to the number of 18 times in all, in the Grotto of Massabiel, near the town of Lourdes, that this apparition bears every mark of truth, and that the faithful are justified in believing it as certain. We humbly submit our judgment to the judgment of the Sovereign Pontiff, who is charged with the government of the Universal Church. These are the words of the Bishop, Bishop Lawrence, who with various commissioners met in the sacristy in Lords, declaring the apparition to be credible and worthy of belief and permitting people to venerate Our Lady in the Grotto at Lords. So today's episode, we're going to look at the apparitions of Lords in more detail. We already have an episode uh, called Miracles Still Happen about the process of confirming the miracles at Lourdes and about some of the details of some of those miracles. So please like, comment and subscribe uh, and go and check out that previous uh, episode. And of course, as always, uh, my name is Brother Thomas Therese. I'm an English province Dominican friar uh, and I'm joined uh, once again by my good friend... Daniel. 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 <laughs> How are you doing, to, Dan? I'm good. Good. I was trying to remember to help our viewers what number episode that is. So miracles still happen. It's episode number three. If you want to go back and have a look at that, it's well, have a listen to it. It's a very good episode actually. Talks about the miracles associated with Valley with um, with Lords itself. But this episode, we're going to spend more time looking at the Our Lady of Lords herself and the apparitions and what she said to Bernadette. Uh, whereas that episode looks more at the miracles that have happened there and yeah make, makes the case that miracles still happen yeah, yeah sorry i just yeah. wanted to put that in there how are you how okay. are you yeah I, i'm not too bad i, I can't complain really i'm uh, cracking on with term here in oxford is as per usual i'm gonna see a couple of friends uh tomorrow which is really great and happy feast of our lady of lords uh, it turns yes. out that we're actually recording us on the feast day um hopefully it goes out on the on the same day but we'll we'll see that's your domain i'll leave that entirely in your hands <laughs> <Thank> um, <laughs> it's uh and of course this feast day is very important to both of us uh she brought us together we shared a room together when we were on pilgrimage and we've been friends ever since yeah and and we shared a, a long coach ride together as well don't I? I forget yeah. that. 26 hour coach ride. I don't think we had any sleep at all uh just talk, talking away chatting away about things to do with the faith yeah yeah and so yeah she, she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah lots of different things but yeah that she yeah you're right absolutely right she brought us together and this friendship was born from from her really and this apostolate then you know and this work yeah. for, of light from light was really born from born from the friendship that came about 
by Our Lady bringing us together, you know, mother yeah. of the new evangelization and the uh, mother of catechesis, maybe <laughs> two more titles, maybe <laughs> Pope Francis can add to her, can add to, add to her crown. Yeah. We're going to be talking a, a little bit about laws itself. Uh, Brother Thomas, here's some statistics, if you, you can, uh, see if you can tell me how many people on average visited Lords as a place of pilgrimage uh, before before coronavirus, before we had all the lockdowns and everything. How many people on average um, a year would you say? Oh, that's a really good question. I know that in 2008, because it was a jubilee year, because it was 150 years since the apparitions, they had huge, huge numbers. And I know in the summer months, Lords get uh, Lords gets um, more visitors in the summer months than Paris uh, yeah. gets. So that's something that I know. Yeah, um, but I don't know the actual numbers. Million, six million people visit every year. Was that the year before? The year before yeah, the virus? Yeah. I know their numbers were going down. Yeah, um. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's significant numbers. Six million six people. Six million, yeah. But when you go to Lourdes, it's, it's, it's a small little town, isn't it? You know, mm -hmm. six, six million is a lot of people for it the is, size of is. the place. And during 2008, during that Jubilee year, I think I was there. Were you there as well? Was that... I was there, but I was there with the oh. Diocese of Shrewsbury. Ah, okay. I don't think I was there with Plymouth. Um, yeah, I, yeah, which is how we met. We went with the Diocese of Plymouth. Yeah, a few um, years later. Yeah, it would have been, I don't know, 2011, something like that. So, yeah, around then. Yeah. No, 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 maybe. I, I was at oh, university remember. by then. <laughs> um, can't remember the yeah. exact year. But here's another statistic for you. During all the lockdowns, uh, that people couldn't go to laws it was locked it was locked down like most of france but during that time they developed a online pilgrimage and 80 million people visited the online pilgrimage, 80 million the, the website Gosh. on that on the one particular day that they had this pilgrimage 80 wow. million i mean that's how significant this place is for so many people um and obviously mm. it was so it was so significant uh during the years after the first apparitions so brother thomas you want to give us a, a rundown of what happened there why is it yes. so incredible uh, yes i will um well uh our lady has a tendency of appearing to young people who are poor uh, <laughs> exemplifying that adage of saint paul let no one discount you on account of your age and um, Lords was no exception to this. So Benedict Subaru was just 14 when Our Lady appeared to her. And she was living with her family at the time, I think, in the cachot or um, the disused prison, basically. And conditions there were so bad that it wasn't used as a prison anymore, from my understanding. Um, yeah. But her so. family struggled with work. I think her father had a problem with uh, alcohol. Um, there, Ooh, and he would find right? little bits of... of of work uh, here and there, taking you know clinical waste from the hospital and rags and things, risking infection to himself. There was no PPE in those days, mm. um, and um, yeah, they'd dump the chemical waste uh, I think into the into the river, uh, and he wouldn't really be paid a lot for it to be honest. So the family in the end ended up moving into the disused prison because there was nowhere for them to go. Um, Bernadette had siblings. Um, I can't remember how many siblings now, but I know she certainly had a sister or maybe even more than one sister. <laughs> um, I know that uh, the first apparition happened on the 11th of February, the 11th of February, 1858. Uh, Bernadette, he is a, a gust of wind. So they're going down to the to the River Garve um, and they would they would. Uh, cross the garb they'd wade through the waters now february in lords is cold mm. lords is in the foothills of the pyrenees mountains it snows there over winter uh and it, it can get very warm in the summer and very cold in the winter and in february time it's still very cold these waters would have been icy um, yeah it said that the river was so cold it said that the river's so cold that it used to make them cry as they passed through the water Oh my lord! Yeah. Well, I can, well, I we've been there in the summer, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, it's still cold. And, you know, it it's icy because it's you on know, the it it's on the foothills of the Pyrenees. So you have all this ice cold water coming down from the mm. mountains themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what what happened was that they were going to try and find some firewood for the house, uh, and I think it was Bernadette, her sister, and I think her cousin or a neighbour. 
uh, I, should, I should have written this down. <laughs> so in the end, they're going to collect firewood. Uh, Bernadette has asthma and a, a whole host of medical issues, actually. Um, and uh, the people who she were, who she was with cross the river uh, and start collecting firewood and start, you know, making jokes and making fun of St. Bernadette. So she starts taking off her stockings and she asks them to throw stones into the river so that way she doesn't have to, you know, go into the river with her uh, asthma, you know, and... Um, but she's able to balance, attack. yeah, able to, to yeah. stand on something to get across. Yeah. yeah. This is 1858, remember? I mean, mm. the, the, there isn't really a treatment for asthma. Uh, certainly not by today's standards. Um, and they don't throw the stones into the river. She takes off her, her stockings and she's preparing to go in and she hears a gust of wind which causes her to turn around and she sees what what she would call... Uh, there are two names that she gives to the apparition. One that means that thing mm. and uh, another which is beautiful lady. Um, she doesn't ever say... Um, during the apparitions that this is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, other people try to get Bernadette to say uh, to say it, and they say, oh, so you're telling us you've seen the Blessed Virgin Mary? And Bernadette says, no, sir, that's not what I said. Mm. What I said is I saw a beautiful lady. Um, so she sees at the first apparition, 11th of February, 1858, she hears this gust of wind, and when she turns around, she sees what she describes as, th this is her own words now, a young girl dressed in a white robe, girdled at the waist with a blue sash or ribbon, which flowed down, and she wore a white veil. She had a yellow rose on each of her feet, and she holds a rosary with white beads and a shining golden chain, shining like the two roses on her feet. So that's, that's her description of what she sees. Now, interestingly, at this apparition... The lady doesn't say anything. The lady doesn't say anything at all. And Bernadette is actually quite afraid at the beginning. And she instinctively goes to grab her rosary and start praying. And when she grabs her rosary, she tries to raise her hand to her head to make the sign of the cross. And she can't. It's like her, her arm is, is stiff. And then when the lady starts making the sign of the cross, that's when Bernadette is able to make the sign of the cross. And as Bernadette prays her rosary, the lady runs the beads through her fingers, but her lips aren't moving. So Bernadette doesn't hear her say anything. The lady's lips don't move, uh, but the, the, she, the, the, the beads are just passed through the lady's fingers. And when, when Bernadette finishes the rosary, the lady disappears. I wonder what the significance of that is. Obviously, the Hail Mary is, is about the Hail Mary prayer is about her, is about Mary. Is that why she's not saying it? Also about Jesus, of course. You know, it's a Christocentric prayer. Christ is right at the centre of it. And and it's composed, I'm sure as our, our listeners will know, of the words of the Archangel Gabriel to Mary and also the words of uh, St. Elizabeth to Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Well, I, you know, I, I once had somebody say to me it'd be quite interesting the blessed virgin mary praying the rosary because what would she say hail me full of you uh the lord is with me um you know so i, I mean there is an apparition later where the lady uh runs the beads again through her finger as as benedict as benedict prays and the only part that she joins in with is the glory be it's quite interesting um so yeah, presumably I, the Our Father as well. Well, I, I, all it says in the in the testimony that, that I've read is uh, all we have an account of. Maybe she did say the Our Father as well, but all all we have an account of, um, uh, according to the documentary evidence that we have, is that she says uh, the Glory Be uh, with with Bernadette, and that's a subsequent apparition. The first apparition, her lips don't move. Uh, her lips don't move. She doesn't say anything out loud. Uh, and that's the end of the first apparition. The lady disappears. So the beads pass through the lady's fingers um, and the lady doesn't doesn't say anything. She says in a letter to um, somebody uh, we called, whose first name begins with P, I think, um, 
Gondrand, Gondrand, I'm going to get the name wrong, it's a French name, It's ter- uh, my pronunciation is terrible, I should apologise, uh, but she writes in a letter that she did not move her lips, uh, and this is where we get the description again of what the of what uh, she sees. She writes this in the in the sixties, uh, I think, the eighteen sixties. So uh, I think it's eighteen sixty two, eighteen sixty four, something like that. So less than ten years or so after the after the apparitions, mm. um, and of course she tells other people. That we have multiple accounts of her saying what she saw uh, the first apparition because obviously everybody's so curious about it. So so after this first apparition, the the other girls who were with her were interested to know what Bernadette was was doing she was kneeling down she was she was praying so they were interested to know so Bernadette told them but then Bernadette also told them to keep quiet about it to not tell anyone else. Well she said to them didn't you see her didn't you Mm, see her yes and and the the um the girls say see see what see who and um she says the the beautiful lady um or, or she might have said that thing, uh, aquero. I think is the is the, uh, the the phrase. But they they didn't see anything. It was only Bernadette who saw, only Bernadette. And then when they get back, of course, to the house, um, Bernadette says, you know, don't say anything, which is interesting because that's what uh, Lucia, one of the Fatima seers, says to the other two children who saw Our Lady. Um, she Our says. Lady you know, of- of Fatima in yeah. Portugal, yeah. She says, don't say anything. And of course, what happens? Jacinta, they as soon something. as she gets home, <laughs> says, Mama, we saw a beautiful lady at the Cova. And similarly, in this situation, uh, whilst the other two girls did not see Our Lady like Bernadette did, uh, one of the people who Bernadette was with was like, Bernadette uh, saw a beautiful lady at the Cova. And her mother mm. says, what would a beautiful lady be doing at the Cova? Uh, sorry, uh, there's a there's a beautiful lady. Um, uh, Bernadette says that she saw a beautiful lady at the grotto. Mm. Uh, she, actually, she might have even said Bernadette says she saw our lady at the grotto, and you know Bernadette gets punished. Like I can't I can't quite remember that. Yeah, she that, gets that part she of the gets account. told off, doesn't she? She gets but she, she gets does told yeah. off for making up things, mm. and and even to the point where Bernadette didn't actually it said that she didn't trust her own judgment. So next time she visited, she brought holy water with her. Well, yeah, someone she, said, "How do you so know this isn't a demon?" Posing yeah, as an angel yeah. of light, so she and, brought holy water with her, yeah. and uh, just in case it was an evil spirit, and she, uh, uh, our lady, smiled when she saw the holy water. So yes, says, so that yeah. brings us nicely to the second apparition. Yeah, but just just to reinforce the the point of the of the location. So obviously, when she gets back there, and she she tells so that she, well, one of the other um, sisters or or friends or cousin says that uh, she's seen someone at the at the grotto. The, the response is is doubt, isn't it? It's, it's doubt that why would someone like Our Lady or why would someone beautiful be down there? And it's because the place is it's described locally as the pig shelter. It's just where, as you said, garbage washes up. It's where the poor children used to go and rummage around to try and find things that they could sell on afterwards. So it, it's not a place that you would ordinarily expect someone so important to appear but obviously it tells us a little bit about what god does god appears to to the lowly raises up the lowly well what is uh, it we find in scripture the weak shame the 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 proud or the strong Mm. it's the weak who are used to show the wisdom and the providence of god not the strong I, I, I want this manifests God's grace. It manifests His power. It manifests His mercy. It manifests that our God is a humble God who values humility. He uses the weak to shame the proud, and you see this in in um, the Magnificat. He has raised the lowly. He has cast the mighty from their thrones. He has scattered the proud of heart, and you see that in the Marian apparitions. And this, I think, is what the Bishop uh, Lawrence. Uh, was saying when uh, when he says that these things have this have a divine stamp upon them um and that's part of what he means of course the other part is saying that that these things uh uh have a supernatural uh could only be described in 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 supernatural um supernatural ways um but yeah that god uses the the weak and those who are deemed less in society um to uh manifest his 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 designs to bring to show that 
the le- the people who we consider to be the least in our society have a um a part in god's plan um there's an interesting point on that that so whilst bernadette was was very young she was 14 years old um that she comes from a poor family um who yeah i mean weren't really anybody in society um the lady when she does eventually speak to bernadette uses the polite formal way of addressing her so in in modern french we talk about the two form and the vous form two would be somebody who you're very familiar with and vous would be somebody either who you're unfamiliar with or somebody who was important it's a way of recognizing their 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 dignity or their status in some way and bernadette says that when she talked when she spoke to me she used that formal polite way of speaking to me she spoke to me not using the the informal form basically saying she spoke to me like i like i had dignity like i was an important person to her and she smiles because obviously bernadette you know she says here's this beautiful lady appearing to me and she speaks to me with such beauty and such grace and such kindness such kindness elevating me and isn't that what god does he raises the lowly and this is what uh, the lady does to bernadette in the way that she addresses her and so this is in in um the second apparition which happens the following day on a, on a sunday so bernadette feels an inner force drawing her to the grotto um but her mother has forbidden her by this stage to go back to the grotto um but in the end her mother does relent her mother relents and lets her go and um after bernadette prays the first mystery of the rosary the lady appears again and once again she she said nothing at first the lady said nothing bernadette had been questioned um about how she knew this wasn't an an angel of darkness so she threw some holy water and the lady smiles bows her head and she she blesses herself and then when the rosary is over the lady once again disappears so actually i made a slight mistake (laughs) it's not at the second apparition uh that bernadette um hears the lady speak it's in the third apparition which happens on the Thursday, the 18th of February, 1858. Um, And uh, Bernadette had been given a pen and a paper to write down what the lady would say, that she's supposed to, you know, ask her questions, find out something from her. Um, And the lady smiles and says, there's no need to write down anything that she said. And then she says, would you do me the honor of returning here every day for 15 days? Would you do me Beautiful. the honor of returning here? Bernadette's a fourteen-year-old, fourteen-year-old girl who lives in poverty, who's very sick. Uh, you know, they don't have any particular social status, and the lady speaks to her with such dignity, using the formal, the formal way of speaking, the polite form of speaking, like when you're speaking to an important person, and then says, "Would you do me the honor of returning here to see me?" Mm. for 15 days and this greatly impresses um bernadette um basically the the lady showed bernadette deference and lifted her up and recognized her dignity Mm. Um, it's also actually incidentally at this operation that we get the or probably one of the most famous things that the lady says i do not promise you happiness in this life but in the next that happens at this third apparition I do not promise you happiness in this life, but in the next. Would you do me the honor of returning here every day for 15 days? It's beautiful. So that's the third apparition. Yeah, I mean, it's said at the third apparition that her her parents start to believe her as Mm. well, because up to this point, she had never lied and it would have been uncharacteristic uncharacteristic for her to come up with something like this that would raise her above her what well what people would see her station i mean actually that's a a very good point to make as well that bernadette never put herself forward for praise so even in the the days and the months and the years after this she she always wanted to keep out of of the limelight really she never wanted it to be about her 
which I think yeah. is a very important thing. She never gained anything from this, you know, materially speaking, uh, which is quite prominent, uh, well, quite a significant thing. Mm. Yeah. So the, the she she I mean what what is it that keeps drawing her back to the grotto up until this stage up until when the lady speaks, and what Bernadette says is that she feels like an interior like tugging or a pulling, she feels compelled to go. She has she just gets a strong desire to go there, and then she goes, and that's quite interesting because later there is a time when she doesn't feel that strong urging, and so she doesn't go. Um, so there is for this period when the lady asks her to asks her to return every day for fifteen days. Um, uh, up until that stage, she's had two apparitions, and what's led her there the first time was going and collecting firewood, and the second time she just felt a strong interior desire to go. Very interesting, I think that's very interesting, showing us how how God can sometimes work. Uh, through our our desires you know um anyway the fourth apparition the 19th of february 1858 bernadette returns with her parents and her aunts at this stage and she takes with her a blessed candle and um when she prays um people say that it looks like she looks so beautiful it's like a, a like she's in ecstasy she looks very serene and beautiful you and I, Dan, have been to see Bernadette's uh, mortal remains uh, in Nevers, in France, and she does look really beautiful, in, even in death. So she's what we would call incorrupt. So her body has, has not decayed. Um, I think there's a very thin layer of, of, of wax over her face, I think. Uh, yeah, some form, some form of wax, but yeah. no. But she does look very beautiful. If yeah, if she, if she does, she does. Yeah, yeah. You can find so then uh, so by this stage on, on Google, <laughs> you can yeah. So by by this stage, uh, I think well, on the fifth uh, day anyway, the fifth apparition. By this stage, hundreds of people are also going with her. So that's it, the next one. It spreads yeah, the fifth apparition. So, and then it, it grows very quickly, and then you 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 get by the the sixth apparition, thousands of people mm. going. So it's, it starts to grow very quickly. This is only remember it began on the on the eleventh of February, and so nine days later, the twentieth. That's the 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 fifth apparition, and so by that you've got hundreds, and then by ten days you've got how many did you say? The second. Uh, well, number? by ten days, well, they say hundreds and thousands. It's getting into the thousands, and it's uh, people to are, get to are, the are flooding to the place. And now, and remember that this is just a tiny little village. Oh, it was even smaller back then, wasn't it? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Gosh. a small little village with people coming from other villages. So it's it's a it's creating a, a spectacle, really. So then, by this point, you start to have people are interested um, and uh, who are very skeptical. Mm. You have the local commissioners, civil authorities, that start to become involved by this, and I think they they visit her house to examine uh, her testimony. Really, well, there was um, one time where. Um, she was taken from the apparitions to the house of the judge and the judge threatened to throw her in prison. Um, I can't remember after which apparition that was. Uh, but yeah, the judge sort of threatened to, to lock her up. You know, yeah. rem you reminded me saying sort of little town. It reminds me of that song from Beauty and the Beast. Um, little town, it's a quiet oh, yeah. village. Little <laughs> town. <laughs> oh dear. Do you know what I find quite ironic? So the day that she is taken to the, I think it's the commissioner or the judge's house to be examined, and she's threatened to, you know, she's threatened uh, by them to be put in jail. It's also the same day that Mary becomes saddened, and Bernadette asks Mary, uh, "Why are you so sad? Uh, what can, what is wrong? What can I do?" And Mary replies, "Pray for sinners." <laughs> so ah. it's quite quite ironic that later in the day <laughs> she's been threatened with house arrest you know mm, threatened with being thrown into jail i mean it's also quite ironic because she was already living in a prison cell you know, yeah jail yeah. you know it's, it's, i think it's, that then is ironic. the sixth apparition yes, um, yes because here uh yeah uh, the sixth apparition on the 21st uh the lady says pray for sinners now i thought this was quite so i did a bit of digging uh and it turns out that the 21st of february this year was the first sunday of lent so I always wondered whether 
um, the two words maybe in some way connected. I mean, of course, it's always good to pray for sinners. Um, but Lent, of course, being that time traditionally when we turn and resolutely face towards Jerusalem, face towards the Lord, that time when we turn away from uh, uh, our sins afresh. Of course, any every and any moment in your life is a good time to turn away from sin. You don't have to wait for Lent to do it. But le Lent is a time when we specifically as a church focus on turning away from our sins and our fidelity to the Lord, uh, partly in preparation for the great gifts that we receive uh, through the Paschal Mystery and through the celebration of the Holy Triduum. But yeah, at the sixth apparition, 21st of February, the lady says, pray for sinners. Um, I think it's also by the sixth apparition that um, people are looking at her sort of physical signs. So I know that a doctor at some stage goes down and starts checking her pulse, uh, seeing if her eyes dilate. I know much later on, um, uh, a candle sort of slips or something, or, or somebody holds a candle under her hand and she doesn't burn, she doesn't flinch. It's like she doesn't feel it at all when she's praying and she's in this ecstasy seeing the Blessed Virgin. Uh, and there's no damage to her skin either. Um, but I think it was at the sixth apparition, somebody checks her pulse and they say that her pulse is just regular and ordinary. Um, but yes, the lady says, pray for sinners. Um, now, when people think about lords, of course, they, most of the time they're going to think about the healings. Um, they're not going to often remember a lot of these messages. Or they might remember, I do not promise you happiness in this life but in the next. But praying for sinners was something the lady explicitly asked for. And, and, and you know, the rosary, of course, is a very prominent part of... Um, of of these apparitions as well as in Fatima when she uh, appeared at Fatima she said pray the rosary uh for the conversion of sinners um so yeah and, and of course pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death is that last little petition that we make uh in in the Hail Mary when we pray the chaplet when we pray the rosary so praying for sinners is key to the message of lords and it's tied up with something that the lady will with something that the lady will later say, penance, 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 doing penance for sinners. And Bernadette does penance while she's there in the grotto, and um, she's when she's questioned, "Why are you doing this?" Uh, she says, "I'm doing this for poor sinners." The lady has asked me to do this for poor sinners. So sixth apparition, the key take home message: the lady says to Bernadette pray for sinners so i think we're we're speedily uh, well we're speeding along in our in our time so maybe if we could just go through the last few apparitions pretty quickly but last one of the significant even things halfway. i know i know but <laughs> we'll one of the there. significant ones is that the is that the local priest doesn't believe her so bernadette goes to the local priest after the blessed mother tells her to go there um well, she says, go and tell the priest that they need to build a sanctuary and that people are to come there in procession. So Bernadette goes to the local priest, tells the priest this, and the priest re replies, can you understand that your testimony alone is not enough for me? Tell the lady to let herself be known. If it is the Virgin, may she manifest it through a great miracle. You told me about the wild rose bush. Well, if this is the lady, tell her that... Uh, tell her to make the rose bush blossom mm. so then Bernadette uh, goes back to the to, to the grotto but I don't, I, am I right in saying that she doesn't ask the lady for her name um that's a good question I can't remember um mm. certainly she doesn't get given a name until the very end and I know yeah that, I think uh, I think she doesn't ask Straight Father Paramel wants the name, doesn't he? And you know, because because Benedict goes and says, you know, she wants a she wants you to build a chapel, and he says, well, you know, ha, you know, has the lady got any money? Have you got any money? Who is this lady? I don't even know who she is. And yeah. uh, you know, ask for her <laughs> name and tell her who's going to pay for it, or ask her who's going to pay for it. And uh, you know, yeah. sassy priest, um, he does believe uh, Bernadette by the end, but. Um, yeah, but he, he believes her. He intimidates because... her, actually. Yeah, That's one yeah, of the things yeah. that, that comes across is that she's but the reason he comes intimidated to... by him. So the reason he comes to believe is because Mary reveals her name. 
So she says, I think I think I'm right in saying it's in the local dialect. It's mm-hmm. in Bernadette's local dialect that she she reveals her name to be. I am the Immaculate Conception. Yeah. She says, que soy, que soy era Immaculada Concepción, which means I am the Immaculate Conception in Patois, which is the local dialect of, of the local region. Mm. Yeah. And obviously that's very significant because, this. But remember, Bernadette's a, a girl, it's said that she failed her catechism. She hasn't even received her first communion by this stage. Mm. So she is, is not someone who was, was very, uh, very clever, naturally very clever, but she receives this name goes back to the priest and that's when the priest begins to yeah. believe her because how would this girl know this this name when it's a title or it's a name that would not be well known by that stage uh, only four years previous to that the pope at the time pope pius the ninth had declared uh declared this hasn't he in 1854 i think it was yeah 1854 yeah he declared this would you say it's um, a matter of faith あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
she admitted seeing nothing. If there had been any sacrilegious scheming amongst the Subarus, amongst her aunts, uh, who were bound to be in on the conspiracy, far from whispering to their niece that she should say, I saw nothing, they would whisper that she saw something. They took her away from Maspiel and suggested her insistently that she should not go there again. But there may be a loftier motive. By inflicting such a bitter disappointment on the little chosen girl, the apparition intended to both test her and to teach her. In her darkness, Bernadette had to continue to believe in the light. For the loss of one meeting, she was not to lose her trust in her who would give her the only true happiness. Assessing heaven's wishes at their true value, she would not subordinate them to the commands or counter-commands of any creature. So there are two motivations there that uh, Francis Trochu puts forward. Um, one of which is that it shows that Bernadette is, is not lying because she admits on this occasion she did not see the lady this time. And Bernadette was sad as a result because she longed to see the beautiful lady and didn't know why she didn't appear. And it also teaches Bernadette to have faith in times of darkness because there will be people later on and, and people even still today, of course, who don't believe the testimony that she bore witness to. So the seventh apparition did not occur on the 22nd, as we might have expected, but in fact, it took place on the 23rd. And this is when we have the three secrets. Now, when we think of secrets and Marian apparitions, we think of Our Lady of Fatima's three secrets. Um, but actually, Bernadette was told three secrets, which were never to be told. And people speculate about what they are, that she was, that she was told that she would die young. And this is because Bernadette told somebody um, that she would die young. But of course, if it's a secret, would she really have told people that she died young? I don't know. There's another speculation that she was told her vocation because um, Bernadette uh, was in love with a young man, uh, wanted to marry him. Um, and there is some speculation that she was told that she would have to sacrifice this. And she was caught crying. Um, she was caught crying. And uh, of course, she she entered religious life. But of course, these these two things are just speculation they're just guessing really in the eighth apparition uh the lady says penance 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 now this is something that very often people who go to lords will overlook they will overlook the importance that they will see penance as something sort of draconian of a bygone world of of a medieval age as though the medieval times were entirely corrupt and evil and wicked but actually the lady when she appears in lords says penance 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 and she instructs Bernadette to do penance so in the ninth apparition Bernadette's told drink from the fountain bathe in it but at this time of course there's no spring Bernadette scratches at the dirt and she puts it on her face and people thought she was going mad and um, she eats some of the the herbs and people are like what was she doing she's going mad and she's told she was that she was to do this for poor sinners so this is a penitential act again done for sinners so that connects the ninth apparition, the eighth apparition, with that earlier apparition that we spoke about where the lady says, pray for poor sinners, the sixth apparition. So this message that's coming from the lady, she's not saying come here and, and you're all going to be healed and everything's going to be okay. She's saying pray for sinners. She's saying do penance for sinners and perform acts uh, for sinners. She also does say drink from the fountains and bathe in it. She does say come here in procession. And these things are, of course, connected to the many different sorts of healings that we see in Lourdes. Prayer and penance has an effect uh, on our spiritual life and on our soul and on, on many different aspects of ourselves. And in, in, in the Fatima apparitions, actually, you also see the same connection between prayer and healing and penance and, and th these things uh, are to make a change. So the tenth apparition, uh, in the tenth apparition, Bernadette kisses the ground, and she's asked, "Why do you do this?" Uh, she says, "Because the lady said, kiss the ground on behalf of sinners." Again, penance, doing penance for sinners, very important. This is the heart of the message of Lords. It's just a shame that so often it's it's overlooked, really. Um, anyway, at uh, the, there is. Uh, I, I realize that we're running out of time. <laughs> uh, 
the 11th apparition um i think the lady is mm, i can't remember if the lady is silent or, or or whether this is the first time that she says build the chapel uh go and tell the clergy to build the chapel i know that that's also said later certainly uh, the 12th apparition the lady sees bernadette um and bernadette's using somebody else's rosary a lady called pauline um and um the the lady sort of makes this you know i notice you're not using the your own lady uh francis troshu says that the uh the lady wanted bernadette to use her own because it was a more humble rosary um the 13th apparition bernadette prays the rosary and the lady is silent except saying the glory be this is the 13th apparition at the 14th um we have the lady say go tell the clergy to build the chapel i want people to come in procession here and the parish priest father Peramal, says who does she who is she who is this woman i want a name who is she who does she think she is who does she claim <laughs> to be um you know uh who is she and um you know where's this money coming from is the, is the lady very wealthy is the lady gonna pay mm. you know um and the 15th apparition there is silence at the 15th apparition What's interesting then after the 15th apparition is that Bernadette feels no desire to return to the grotto for 20 days. So she doesn't go back. This interior hmm. tug that she feels to go to the grotto doesn't appear for 20 days. And then on the 16th apparition, which interestingly is the feast of uh, the Annunciation, mm -hmm. um, the 25th of, of, of March, um, at the 16th apparition, the lady reveals her name, que soy era amaculada concepción, uh, concepción, uh, and and this is the local dialect, as you rightly said, patois, and it means I am the immaculate conception, which of course had been declared dogma uh, in uh, 1854 um, by Pope Pius, and um, this, as you rightly say, is one of the reasons why people came to believe her because she failed her catechism course. Um, so it was something that she wouldn't have known. She wouldn't have known this. I mean, she's in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere. I mean, yes, yeah, she says her prayers. She has her devotions, uh, but she doesn't know her catechism. Uh, and by this stage, actually, I'm not entirely sure that that's the sort of thing that would have been taught in catechism class anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, I doubt it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The 17th apparition, the lady is silent. And in the 18th apparition, so many people came down to the grotto that Bernadette couldn't get close she sees the lady from over the river, I think, on the on, on the grass from the mm. other side of the river. But I think that's actually very important. I mean, we've both been there. We know how far away that is. We know what sort of picture you get from the other side of the river. You see mm -hmm. lots of people gathered there in prayer. And you can see into the little nook that's sort of raised up where the lady appeared, where the statue now is. And I think... Yeah, from her i mean we know that from her vantage point she could see all of the people gathered at the feet of their mother the mother that they the people couldn't see but only bernadette could see bernadette could see that their mother was with them that the, that the beautiful lady was there and she could see then part of the 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 fruition of her work in god's providence part of the the fruit of her participation in god's plan um she it was like a sort of foreshadowing or a foreseeing of something which had just begun and now that bernadette was on the other side of the river a bit removed from the place you know and she would leave eventually she'd leave lords uh, never to return uh, she becomes a, a, a religious sister she becomes a nun uh, i think she teaches children i i think from what i remember um, but she never returns to Lords, so she steps back and she has that famous phrase, I am Our Lady's broom. And what do you do with a broom uh, after you've swept the floor? You put it behind the door. Uh, basically, that now she is to live a hidden life. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I think that final apparition, the 18th apparition, encapsulates that quite well. She can't get close enough because the people are cramming close to be near near uh the blessed mother so that she can take mm. them by the hand and lead them to her son and bernadette is watching from a distance realizing now she must she must decrease
So just to finish off our, our episode, I, I think I'd, I'd just say as one last thing, the words which John Paul II said when he visited, uh, he visited there in 1983, it was on the 125th anniversary, he said that the Blessed Virgin comes to save sinners, to lead them to Christ, to lead them to Jesus. So I think getting to know Our Lady of Lords and this, this, the, these apparitions that happened to St. Bernadette draws us closer to, to Christ. And then uh, just as a recommendation, I found a very good website and summary of all of these apparitions. If you just type in to Google pierced hearts, pierced hearts, and maybe type in the apparitions of Our Lady of Lords, uh, you can find a very good summary and breakdown of each of the apparitions as, as we've been going through them, but with more detail and about the dialogue that happens between them. And I know you have some book recommendations as well. Yeah, there's a book by, uh, the, I mean, a, a book that I, I quoted a couple of times um, in the podcast is by Francis Trochu, sp spelt Francis, and then T-R-O-C-H-U. Uh, and that book is called St. Bernadette Subaru. Uh, I know it's out of print now, uh, which is a great shame, but occasionally uh, copies do turn up on uh, Amazon. Um, and that's a very extensive uh, look at the life of St. Benedict Subaru. It looks at her early life, it looks at the apparitions, and it looks at her life as a religious sister. So that's a book by Francis Trochu called St. Benedict Subaru. Uh, there's also, of course, the Lord's website itself, and they mm. have a very brief description of the apparitions, of the healings, um, of, you know, there's a place on their website where you can put in prayer requests and ask for masses to be said uh, and organize pilgrimages and stuff like that. Um, so do check out course, the uh, Sanctuary of Lords uh, website. If you just type in Lords, L-O-U-R-D-E-S, into yeah. Google, it'll come up. Yeah. And of course, there is the film as well, The Song of Bernadette. I remember seeing that and thought it was pretty you can good. Find it on even on YouTube. Yeah, you probably oh, can watch it. Yeah, I mean it's it's from 1943, so it's it's, it's quite old itself. But it's a uh, classic. I think it's a very good film. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. Well, thank Excellent. you very much to our listeners for joining us for this episode. Thank you, Brother Thomas Therese, for all that wonderful information. Uh, let's ask our Day of Lords to pray for us as, as we go forward uh, in, in this week ahead. So we'll be back next week for another episode. God bless. God bless you.